0: Welcome to the Unculture Bias podcast. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host on our show. We say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. We are, after all, culture is just another way to stay discovered. We are uncultured, we are biased, and we are black. Now, if you're just tuning in uh, for the first time joining our program, thank you. Welcome. Uh, before we start, I want to remind everyone to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already, and share. Um, if you have, if you haven't, done so please go into kamarawilliams.com is where i have loads of content sometimes i offer a blog up there that is a companion to the actual podcast or just a random opinion of what's going on throughout the week so it's just another way for me to stay engaged with uh just people who you know are fans of the podcast and fans of my writing on social media uh it's just another medium and just trying to grow the platform uh, if you like it please share it with other people i'm trying to encourage that, and Also, when you're on Apple and Spotify, especially Apple, uh, be sure to give a ranking on Apple, uh, get commentary, talk about the episodes. Uh, That's how Apple actually rates whether or not a podcast is engaged. So it's not just people listening all the way through, but they're going on and talking about an episode and rating it. And so that's something that I really want to encourage. Uh, Today's podcast is actually... We're going to do something different. I know we just dropped a podcast early this week regarding fashion and politics. And, you know, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Uh, but since it's Valentine's Day, all right, uh, I wanted to go, go ahead and drop a special podcast uh, just because it's a special week. And, you know, I don't want y'all to get used to this and everything like that. Um, but you're just doing a special type of podcast. And the subject today, I actually want to talk about is just black movies. Uh, It actually was inspired by a conversation that I was having with our guest today. Uh, We were just talking about black movies. It's an ongoing conversation. We talk about it, you know, ad nauseum. And it was in regards to this movie, Malcolm and Marie, which we'll touch on. So uh, I thought, what better way than to have a conversation than to put it on wax? And the person I am introducing uh, this time around is my best friend, Jamie, Coman,
1: what's up, Mara? Thanks for having me. Oh gosh, don't be doing that. <laughs> I know you told me to be natural. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, not. yeah. Yeah. So, we're, okay, we're, okay. We're,
0: but we are going to do give you a round of applause for being the first time oh, guest. Oh my god. You're okay. So cheesy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So we are going to do that. But um, those who know me know that Jamie is my best friend. Um, and yeah. she's oh Jamie Coleman by the way she's a tax attorney out of Tallahassee, and uh, she is my sister and just confidant and everything. So I uh, Jamie knows where all the bodies are at. So if yeah. anything ever happens, you, you
1: know where all mine are too. I so. do. That's
0: and that's actually why we have to be friends because yeah. you know if you ever turn on me. <laughs>
1: Uh, but, you know, it works out, too, because we're both lawyers, so either one of us can claim attorney-client privilege, so...
0: That is true. That is true. That's so all good. And, actually, this is a good segue, because you are actually, again, you're a tax attorney, and um, tax season is upon us, so mm-hmm. go ahead and do a some self-promotion. Talk about...
1: Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, so... If you need help with the IRS or you need to see some tax planning, maybe you have some questions, feel free to hit me up. You can find me on ID at Compass Tax Advisors, Inc. You can also find me on Facebook. I also have a law firm, Williams & Coleman, out of Tallahassee. So connect with me. love to help.
0: Yeah. And even though she is based out of Tallahassee, she is my tax attorney. And uh, obviously, I don't live in Tallahassee. And so, again, she knows where all the bodies are at. So, <laughs> so um, She's our personal tax attorney and a business tax attorney. So, um, obviously, I trust her literally and figuratively with my life. Uh, so, anyway, we don't have to get into all that. We don't get onto yeah. that because the feds might be watching. So, <laughs> I'm just joking, by the way. It's a joke, people. <laughs> listen. All right. Um, we had a conversation about the movie. I wanted to talk about. Okay, I don't know where to start. I wanted to talk about this movie, mm. uh, Malcolm yeah. and Marie, but we were, okay. ta- we were talking about it, right? And I was like, shit, this is like good. We need to put this on wax. Um,
1: well, every time a good love, a, a flat love story comes on, we talk about it. And so mm-hmm. when this hit on Friday, it was, you know, it just came up.
0: Yeah, it came up and yeah. we just started talking about it. And then what I'm starting to do now with everything is if this is a good conversation, I'm like, oh, hold on, chill. Let's actually put this on wax. Right. Don't let let's not waste this. <laughs> not not waste it, but let's not just go in just some random conversation or whatnot. So, um, right. And then I was like, oh shit, let's like have a, like a dope podcast where we just talk about how shitty all the black love stories are. Right. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, and I was like, so let's go <laughs> ahead and do that. So let's start. Yeah. Before we get yeah. to Malcolm and Marie, um, yeah. uh, what do you want to start? Would say Poetic Justice?
1: Where do we start? Oh, well, let's, let's take it to Poetic. I think Poetic Justice is a great place to start. It's so funny that we were even talking about that um, earlier because I was watching it again today in preparation for our call, and Poetic Justice, do you do you remember that it, Maya Angelou was in
0: that? I do. It's actually pretty funny that Maya Angelou was in that movie because I I took some. It's like thinking about it in retrospect. Like you know, she was actually okay. She was supposed to be a positive place in that movie, but even mm-hmm. in her characterization, she was negative. You think so? Yeah.
1: I see it that way. Okay. Why do you think she was negative?
0: Okay, so, okay, before we get to My Angelou's placement, okay. so, like, let's say, let's just do a redux here. Like, it's a movie, um, you have uh, four characters. The two main characters are Tupac and mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, yeah. right? And then the yeah. incredible Regina King, who has yeah. developed into our eyes, into this incredible force in film and mm-hmm. acting. Like, she's, like, won mm-hmm. Oscars, Emmys, and, you mm-hmm. know, just... She's just a dynamo and everything. But yeah. And I think we have, um, is it Guy Tory or Joe Tory? I think it's Joe Tory. It's Joe Tory. Um, yes, yeah, Joe Tory. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, Joe Tory. Um, mm. So we have those four characters. And I, uh, apparently, uh, I'm trying to remember the movie because you, you just watched it recently. It's, but I, it, it's like they had to go to Oakland for. They had
1: to go to Oakland. Yeah. So, but on the way to Oakland, there was poetry, there was spoken word, and I say that that's like an interesting start because when we go into all these other love stories, like Love Jones, we see those same elements. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, and we could definitely delve into that. Like,
0: why is like how Black art is interwoven within the medium of Black love stories, and what does that really mean? (laughs) Like, what is that? And politics, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're on the way. They got to go to. To Oakland mm-hmm. and it's because uh, it's because Tupac's character lucky had to go because he was trying he had to, to
1: make a run. he be- had yeah. to make a run
0: make a run because his his cousin was in a rap competition something like that right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then Janet was going to Janet and her friend Regina they were going to uh, a hair show hair show yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um I don't remember why Joe Tory was going
1: why was he, he like what? What was his deal? He worked for the post office too. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah, duh. So That's they why they, they were in a post office a van. For the post office. Yeah. Also happened to see Tupac or Lucky's cousin. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and so because I know I know um, Tupac worked for the post office. I'm trying to remember why Joe was there. Yeah. He
1: was. He worked for the post office too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're going, and. You know, that's when the story, on the road to Damascus, on the road to Oakland, <laughs> that's when no. shit ensues, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah. go ahead and take it from there.
1: I mean, I you know, I remember watching this when I was a kid. I mean, I might have been 14, 13 years old when it first came out. You just but I remember age yourself, by me. the
0: way. Don't be doing that shit. You just I age know. yourself. Don't do
1: it. Hey. You just age yourself. It's all right. It's all so good. <laughs> but... Um, I remember it. It was right around the time of like Ministry Society and right after Boys in the Hood. And it was just a lot of, um, you know these these West Coast stories where there's a lot of violence and it's real hood. And so that's how I remember Poetic Justice, like real hood, real hood. Mm-hmm. But like watching it some thirty something years later. I'm like, you know, it is hard to watch because of how they talk to women and some of the, the statements that were being made. But when you rise above all of that, it, it's, it's an incredible love story. I, I have to say it. I thought Maya Angelou was like an aunt elder. Um, she, she was coming from a place of wisdom in the movie. There was a lot of culture. There was politics. Mm-hmm. Um so I think, you know, it was a tortured love story in the sense that there were so many dark elements, like Lucky's cousin was murdered. You know, I think mm-hmm. the opening scene was um Q Tip. I remember Q tip. Yeah, Justin's yes, Boyfriend. T-tip. Yeah. He, yeah. So messed up. I forgot Q tip was in the movie and he was murdered. Yep. And um like right in front of her, like, mm-hmm. you know. He didn't even see it coming so like it was super tragic and um that's kind of like how you know many of our love stories are portrayed in hollywood is that they're super tragic so or tortured in some way so
0: i remember watching this film um and it, it had an indelible effect because mm-hmm. california it, i lived i was living in california time we had we, we weren't in mm-hmm. brooklyn anymore and it was a really california love story right it was right mm-hmm. after boys in the hood um which is also based in L- um, la i think boys in the hood came out in 91 92 and um oh and yeah. you, and it actually we'll get into this but it actually was after boomerang and i have a funny story about boomerang oh wow
1: well, got yeah. about boomerang yeah okay. we got to
0: talk about boomerang cuz i have a funny story about okay. that but um so it was this film came out in after Boys in the Hood, after Boomerang, and um, reason I mentioned Boys in the Hood because it's a very John Singleton type yeah. movie, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, John Singleton, he wanted to depict, you know, L.A. in its truest form, like it, just the same way he did in in Boys in the Hood. He he depicted L.A. in a very in a harsh form, especially South. That not South, um, I think it's based out of South Central, where poetic justice mm-hmm. comes out of, and it's a. It's still there's still social aspects of the film, like, you know we're dealing with, um, gang crime, uh, gang violence, uh, dealing with police, mm-hmm. police uh, hostility towards the community, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. Dealing with uh, poverty, dealing with despair, and it's a mm-hmm. very. It's a harsh environment. It's not a really it's not an environment that's really delves in or gives light, gives any light. Right. And which right. makes um, justice character mm-hmm. hurts. Uh, she's a beaming, she's kind of beams a little bit because out of all of this chaos and pain that she, she's surrounded in, she actually, you know, still finds beauty in words and poetry. And that's how, that's mm-hmm. how she escapes from her current environment by um, poetry you know, and she, and, and so I think that's one of the the frameworks of that. The thing I, why I say that movie was toxic in a way because it's like even in that, like it's a it's a environment of pain. We mentioned right. like she was in deep depression because she saw her boyfriend murdered right in front of her, right? Right. And you know, no spoiler alerts because this movie's like almost thirty years old. So, <laughs> so. No, she sees her uh, boyfriend move murder uh, right in front of her, and it's like
2: yeah.
0: it, it's like she has this thing where now she's processing this guilt and this survivors survivors guilt and, and just pain and not really how, realizing how she's going to get out. And she even to the point where she wants to go to a hair show and the reason she's forced into this closed space of a mail truck van because her car breaks down. Like it's just like she right. it's right. like she just. Fed with a shit plate in the beginning of this movie, and it's just I. I the movie is, in a way, yes. It, it, it's for some. It, there's an honest portrayal of love because love is it's some is based out of some hardships, right? Surrounding circumstances, are hardships. But at the same time, you know, you look know at it. That. What
1: was that? Yeah. No, I. We'll get there. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Okay. But, you know, but I'm listening. I'm following. You.
0: Yeah, I just feel like the movie really has this has this environment. When I look back at it now, then mm-hmm. I wasn't really processing it. But when I look back at it, it and yeah. m- it might be just my own redux here, but I look back and I think how the movie fr- was framed and, and uh, uh, curated in pain. And even in their love story along mm-hmm. the way, it was still dealt with strife, right? Because... Right. Um, you know his uh, emotional unavailability not willing to be completely open or her emotional unavailability and then even in the sense of uh, physical abuse they witnessed oh, yeah. you know and then even watching their how the the two uh, Joe Tory and Regina King's character that was a you know a, 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 a abusive uh situation right verbally and and physically Right, so like it's like we're seeing all this trauma play out in a love story, you know, and they don't even end up together. It's open ended. We don't even know. They just kind of like it's kind of like, yeah. you know. And the one thing I talked about, Maya Angelou, like her character. I, I mean, again, when you think about it, it's like, all right, she, you know, her Janet's talking to her about love, and she's like, you don't know what love is, and it's like. At that moment, like, my angel doesn't really know if they're family or not. She just assumes, like, this is just one of my young, you know, children, like nieces or grandchildren at the family reunion. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, okay, I know she's trying to pass off some wisdom, but it's like, that would have been a perfect time. Like, well, w- w- walk me through love for you. Don't, like, instead of berating you, like, you don't know what love is, like, well, talk, why do you feel like love? Like, why? Well, do-
1: Regina King, I think Regina King was like, she, she did ask her, like, "How do you know you're in love?" Mm-hmm. And I think Regina was like, so it was Regina that she was talking to." I think Regina was like, "Well, we just, we just know." Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, uh, like how like, like a little sixteen year old, you know, falling in love for the first time. Like, you know, I just know. You know, it's not like not being able to articulate what why this they love each other or how she knows this love and the truth of the matter is Gina wasn't in love she was just using the dude for money
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so I think her name was Isha or something like yeah. that or Keisha or something Isha, so Keisha, yeah, yeah yeah so she was just using the dude for money and um playing him and I think Lucky Lucky saw that from the very beginning but oh Boyd couldn't see it but so I think in, in that respect, that's why I say Maya was coming off of the place of wisdom. She was also talking about how what's wrong with these children is that their parents are not teaching them right and wrong. But it um
0: even mm-hmm. in that sense, like shouldn't she say, Okay, you're not clearly you're not being taught between right and wrong, so like let me then mm-hmm. try to lead you, take your hand and lead you down a path. Right? I just mm-hmm. felt like even in the wisdom role, and I'm not taking shots at Maya angelou or anything like that the, the character i'm just i i'm I'm saying that even in the most wholesome role in the movie, that's even a it falls short right like the 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 sage old wisdom person like I feel like that could have gone gone further, and i just i look at it like, what damn man, like even the most wholesome person in the entire movie is is you know, still doesn't hit all the marks. I just, I don't know. I don't
1: don't agree with that. I mean, I just feel like, you know, they're at a barbecue, they're at a family reunion. She never met these people before. All of a sudden they come up, they're saying they're cousins. We all know that they're not, you know, Mm -hmm. this little girl talking about she's in love. This is her husband. They're asking her, like, They got, they got, they're feeding off her energy. It's like some funny vibes going on. Oh, y'all are married? Where's your ring? Oh, I don't wear it all the time. Oh, my husband will never let me wear, not wear a ring. And Regina's like, well, yeah, we've been married. We're married. And she's like, well, how long y'all been married? "Mm, Six months. And then some lady says, well, he can speak for you. He doesn't, he can speak for himself, you know? So it was like a lot of weird energy going. I don't know if that would have been appropriate to be like, yo, like, Little drunk girl because remind you she's drunk. You know she's drunk. She's yeah. got like a huge drinking problem. That's what that's what justice problem was with her. Right, is that she reminded her of her mom. Right. By the way, justice mom committed suicide. Oh, she again, was, you know, more trauma. Yeah, more trauma. Um, but I love John Singleton for like depicting you know a, a you know South Central love story back in the nineties because. It there were they were really hard times, um, you know the crack epidemic that was present in the movie, um, police and, and how they deal with black people were present in the movie. You got to keep in mind this is a few years after Rodney King, mm-hmm. um, so you know uh, I, I don't I don't know I just I I think that what I found so fascinating about Maya being in the movie is that. She is the poet, Like, yeah. right? she's, she's, a, she's, she's the, the poet the, of our time, of right. our culture, right? And she's in poetic justice. I, I almost feel like this movie is like super iconic now. You know, I it is an iconic I mean, movie. I, have, it is you iconic. You have to go back and watch it. Like, I mean, you. I remember watching this movie. This was like the. Let's see, I was probably thirteen. Maybe a couple years prior is when I when I first heard Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. And I performed it in middle school um, for a talent show. And I won the talent show. I know. I I, I always keep the same stories over again. I know, I know. But anyway, when I saw the movie, you know, Janet is saying the the poem. Now, she didn't say it better than I said it, but she was saying the poem. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's a that's a poem that you see every year around Women's Month you know, whatever or even Black History Month but um, it's iconic I, so you know I, I, I just I think you know it, it brings me to the thought that Malcolm like it actually takes me to a place where Malcolm was telling Marie that um, you're judging this movie based on a billion variations and hypotheticals Instead of what it actually is.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you remember when he said that? When she was like, I just feel like this movie would be different if it was, this part of the scene would have been different if it was written by a woman or it had a woman influence?
2: Yeah.
1: Do you remember that? I do. And he said something. He was like, you know, you're judging this based on a thousand variables or variations or hypotheticals that didn't occur. Or would occurred. Of course, it would have been different if I was a woman. But you're judging it based on a hundred different things million things, you know um instead of judging it based on what it actually was so did my angelo's character fall short could have been as different if you had wrote written the movie probably absolutely but i don't know i don't i don't think it did
0: no but i i I want i want to first say that i did not say it was an iconic movie all right don't be trying to kill my
1: (laughs) I'm not saying that. Listen, you trying to kill my, you trying
0: to kill my black audience. They're they're about to.
1: Oh my god! I heard you. Clarification, people. Yeah, he did say it was iconic. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. I'm just saying that even in this depiction of environment of where justice, you know, lived, it was traumatic, right? And Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. even in their in their viewpoint of love, it was toxic. You know what I mean? Like they have no they had no basis of what love is at this right. point. They had no right. no basis. They had no understanding cuz again, uh Justice mo- mother, you know, committed suicide, right? Uh her boyfriend mm-hmm. died. Like her best friend it berates her her bow you know and you know and tears him down and and he in turn physically harms her like it's so it's this is all sorts of like pain throughout this entire movie and i guess that's where the beauty of the movie comes from like throughout all this pain there's a beautiful reverence between the two but even in that sense tupac's character he pushes her away Oh yeah, you know, and he like he he berates her and Regina and and says like you tell him don't men ain't shit and all you know I mean it's like it's just like this whole thing of damn like toxic as hell, you know yeah super toxic yeah so okay yeah so that's how I feel that's again that movie was toxic right all all right checked off the box we agree with that we totally agree okay
1: we're we're there okay
0: Mm -hmm. um. Then we go into, uh, we, oh, by the way, I want, I want to talk about Boomerang for a second. Can okay, I, let's can talk I, about Boomerang. Can I just say this? Uh, what
1: love should have brought your ass home last night,
0: Boomerang. Love should have brought your ass home last night, Boomerang. But here's what I want to say about <laughs> Boomerang. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I told you the story, Jay. I don't know. You
2: did. You well,
0: did. Wait, do you know what I'm going to say? You don't know. You no,
1: know, go ahead.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I actually wanted to be Marcus in Boomerang. I,
1: Who, Eddie Murphy's character? Yes,
0: I never told you this Why? Oh, I, I I adore it First of all, shout out to my parents for being terrible parents Because they actually <laughs> They actually had me and my brother Watching Boomerang in the theater With them because they didn't want to pay for a babysitter So I watched Boomerang oh. As well as Harmony Nights and all that My parents are big Eddie Murphy fans um, By the way
1: mm-hmm. my so, too. My yeah.
0: too. And so yeah I was a young jit. Watching Boomerang, and I was like, I want to be just like Marcus. Uh,
1: what? Yeah, it was crazy, because I wanted to be just like Holly. Barry. Oh, see? But because he, I mean, I even cut my hair like hers. But because he was an artist, mm. and I have always wanted to be an artist. But go ahead. Why do you want it to be like Marcus? <laughs> he was a player. Why, why would you want to be like him? Why would he I want to be like Marcus, first of all? Yes, he was a super dog.
0: I'm, I'm coughing right now, because of COVID, because I had a drink. <clears throat>
2: okay.
0: So that's what it is, people. Um, I, I wanted to, because I thought he was the epitome of cool, man. Like the, the dude was, mm-hmm. the dude was having a bachelor pad, and he was like mm-hmm. just women. Like he was just so smooth with it, and I was like, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to live just like that. I want to have the pad. I want to have.
1: You don't remember my bachelor pad? Do you remember my bachelor pad? I do remember. But I. Do. <laughs> remember that But Marcus was so superficial You remember how he did that girl Because her feet didn't look I didn't good? care
0: about that shit when I was young All I cared about was that he had to fly Fly crib Alright And that he was like cool And he was swapped I'm gonna let y'all know man Jamie She saw she saw Kamara back in the day I was I was I was killing yeah. her. Listen, my, my bachelor pad
1: God ah.
0: listen, listen, you know this is true Listen, my bachelor pad was Late, I remember like I used to have um, I used to plan it Just like Marcus did, just like Marcus I used to plan like when Women used to, used to come to the door and Oh, you
1: would Put, you would, you put the right photos up, No, the stuff right stuff. song,
0: I had the right song on
1: You did have music playing I always
0: had music playing
1: I was playing, yeah, yeah,
0: and I would have like, and then I, I would have like hit the when the song was in the right crescendo, and then I would open the door, but I wouldn't, I would wait, <laughs> I would wait until the you know like I wouldn't just rush to the door. I was doing all that. I was, listen, yes, Marcus taught me the game. I was learning I the wrong you, things.
1: Friends. You are such a cornball, but that's just that's what it is. It's like art imitates life or life imitates art. I you, was corny. depictions. <laughs> But listen, and we actually act on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because
0: check this out, it worked. That shit worked, all right. And what I learned from Marcus (laughs) was, (laughs) I learned, and fellas, I'm gonna tell you this. If you're listening, I learned that the key to a woman is you want to make sure that your place is comfortable, a a comfortable place. Makes a comfortable environment, and a comfortable environment makes a comfortable woman.
1: Yeah, this nigga would have, like, African artifacts books. I that would. I not know the ads didn't even read. Like, oh,
0: First the of the all, first all, first of first all, hit, hit, chill. You need, you need to tell people I didn't read African artists. I, I, I did read them. <laughs> I did read them, okay? You got to tell them all, like, all that.
1: Like, photograph. Like, a big-ass First of all,
0: I did yeah. read that book. All right, in
1: the center of the coffee
0: table. I, I, yeah, I did read the book. Anyways,
1: I, we digress. No, okay? I did read the book. Don't be trying to
0: kill. <laughs> don't be trying to kill my vibe. I was, I was deep, y'all. All right,
1: so yeah, he thought he was. but that's the thing. We were mimicking the things that we saw on TV. We were mimicking The Love Jones. We were mimicking Boomerang. We were mimicking Baby Boy. We were mimicking like. All of these things that we saw on TV because we thought they were cool, but in reality, Marcus was a dog. He was a straight-up hoe. I know. Like but there ain't nothing cool about that. I know. Like, he was. He was a hoe. Now, he, he, he was a straight-up hoe. He did women super nasty. He was and the what? one woman that he was like super in love with, you know, um, he did her wrong. I
0: know that was he was he toxic, was, toxic you know? as hell. But I'm gonna toxic. sit. There, but I was toxic as hell too before I saw the light. So I'm not gonna sit there and. But okay, that's the thing Like I learned how to be toxic as hell From a movie that had an indelible
1: That had an indelible print on me you have to be Yeah, exactly Same thing with Love Jones I I keep every scene in that movie I've done Every freaking scene (laughs) I,
0: I, I killed you when I told you Love Jones was a trash ass movie And you were like, what? I remember like, well, what, yeah. I you were not happy when I, I destroyed you, but you know, I'm
1: glad you said that because it made me think differently about the stuff that I'm ingesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like what I'm taking in. Mm-hmm. That we feel like so it goes back to what you said earlier about, um, you know, there's a there's hardship surrounding love, and and yes and no, but not necessarily, it shouldn't be that difficult. I shouldn't have to go through agony or trauma or pain to win you over, you know what I'm saying? Or to, or to, you know, fall in love. It shouldn't be so trying and traumatic. And that's what our Black love stories are teaching us. There, it's a very unhealthy depiction of what a relationship should look like. And um, it's got our young folks, i.e. us, super
0: confused. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like, you see how, like, it's... Okay, so we can talk about, like, Boomerang and Love Jones, right? And then both of those characters are, like, emotionally Mm -hmm. unavailable men. And Mm -hmm. ideally, I actually saw myself in Marcus and in Darius, right? Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. was the person who I you know, it was, I was a writer and I liked poetry and, you know, I just wanted to be deep. I was f- f- uh, fake deep at some point, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I saw parts of myself in this character and then it wasn't like came out of that cloud uh, that I realized like, oh, okay, well, um, you know, that's not healthy. And even with Marcus, that right. is not healthy. Like there is in that movie in Love Jones, he you know he he's uh, not honest with nina at any point
2: Definitely.
0: you yeah. know and then nina's not honest with him she he's not yeah, she's she not, not honest, on, she's not honest. yeah and so the entire movie they're not being they're just, they're they're screwing each other you know but they're not being whole with one another they're not being real with one another and then like she goes off and she tries to date his, her his friend to make him jealous he knows she's in town and she doesn't he doesn't contact her for weeks and you know I mean, it's just like silly shit man like it's just silly shit and it's weird because that is hold up as the paramount black love film like we were mm. all we we would put that on in college and in and me in law school i put that on and i would, we would have that playing and it like it'd be like oh it's so romantic da, da, da. and it's like that movie's
1: not. oh right. yeah yeah That movie's oh not i right. can't tell you the number of dates where guys were like, come over and watch what jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the move. That
0: that was the move. That
1: was the move. That was the move. Um
0: And so but it's but, it's yeah. it was toxic. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. It was super toxic. I mean, we think about Darius and we think about Nina mm. and them taking the advice of their friends and playing games. I think that's what it is. It's playing games. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk to your friends now, I mean, maybe not so much now, but, you know, I'm sure you can look back at times in your life where you ha- you were getting bad advice from friends right. and it was something along the lines of, you know, like how Nina's girlfriend well if he gets upset, then, you know, he cares and there's no reason to go. Right. You know, like her name was Josie. Yeah, Josie you was know, giving her terrible like,
0: advice. Like, what the hell? Advice. What kind of advice did Josie terrible. give? Like, when you watch it now as a grown-ass adult, you were like, Josie, why, what the fuck? the hell up,
1: Josie. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Why the hell are you listening to her? She ain't got no one. Right. So, um, not that that's the barometer for somebody to have good advice, but, that was terrible advice. Terrible advice. Yeah. I think so Nina's heart was in some other place. And I think she needed to explore that. And had she been honest with Darius, I don't know that the result would have been any different because Darius was immature. Super you know, immature. He was super immature. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's undeniable. They had chemistry. They had a connection and they enjoyed spending time with each other. It's just you know for whatever reason they play these games and it became a tortured, beautifully tortured love story. But I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I
0: keep rocking. I Mm keep, I I keep. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, Okay. So it's interesting because is it really beautiful though? Is it really beautiful? Like because as I rewatched that, I think I rewatched it last year. I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, this is a shitty ass story. (laughs) No. I was like, uh, no, I'm not talking about like, okay, I'm talking about it's still engaging to watch, but I'm like, it is like shitty in the way they treat each other. That's what I meant.
1: Yeah, I think there's some, yeah, absolutely shitty in the way they treat each other, but um, I think They, I think they come to a place where they're, you know, towards the end of the movie, you know, they have their happy ending where they're like, you know, she's got the career of her dreams, he's written his book, you know, they've reached like the pinnacle of success that they wanted to, to, to reach, or they were aspiring to get to, you know, albeit without each other, but they come back together and they're like, yo, I don't want to be without you. And I think that's what makes it beautiful that through all of what they went through, they were still able to reconnect and, and in the end, how do we make this work? You know, I, I want this. So you know, but I, I, I was telling, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was telling someone else, like, why do you have to go through all of that just to get there?
2: Right. Why
1: why can't we get there from jump? Like, you know, why not say, let's do the work, let's figure it out instead of all the games and the heartache? Because, you know, we're only here but for a moment, for a short time in this world. And, I mean, love is a real thing. It's, it's a real event, a real yeah. You know emotion, a real action, and so why waste time hurting the one that you love? so you know you yeah. know it's
0: it's interesting that I look at that and I'm like, yeah, love is a real thing that but why do you waste time mm-hmm. and I was thinking of as I was thinking about it, that was really like a lot of our twenties, right? We did a lot yeah. of wasting time like just. Wasting time 30. on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just wasting mm-hmm. time, man, and not, yeah. I guess that's what Love Jones represented, right? A lot of poor decisions in our 20s and poor mm-hmm. mismanagement of communication, mismanagement of people's time. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I, I look back at that I regret. I regret a lot of things about my, you know, lone wolf days. Um, that's yeah. what we call it. Uh, and I wasted a lot of women's time. I wasted people's time.
1: Mm. Uh, and you can't get that back. Can't get you know? you can't get that back. And it's like, we're only here for just a moment. Yeah. You know, it's really just a brief amount of time. Yeah. And if you're aware of that, you know, why hurt yeah. hurt someone that loves you or that you love them? Or, or if you love them, you know, why hurt them? Why, why hurt anyone? But, you know... But I think that that's the thing about Hollywood and black movies is that that they show a depiction of you've got to have this trauma, you got to have tragedy, you got to have hardship. But why is that? a beautiful story. But you know what? Why but, is that? Like but,
0: why do they have to? Why do we have to have that for like black I love films?
1: Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. But that's why I like the photograph. Okay so okay, before, we I- before we get to the photograph
0: before we get to the photograph can I just say but love jones though it would it was the first time i remember watching a movie and falling in love with people's ability to operate in a space that wasn't orchestrated in a professional environment it was a cr- black creative mm-hmm. it was a black creative movie that's what i love about love jones by the way I love yeah. the fact that Nina was a photographer. I love that you yeah. know Darius was a writer. Like I love they operated in spaces that wasn't the traditional mediums of black success. And I believe yeah. that was the first time that that actually I saw that as a as a movie. I saw that. Like I saw success. Yeah. Now again, I remember I told you all I I'm a fan of Boomerang. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of what the movie represented. I love Boomerang, but I also recognize that even in that even in that part, Marcus is an operating corporate America. A Very sexy job, a very cool job, but he's still mm-hmm. in a job, right? Yeah. And it's very creative because he's a marketing director, or you know. But mm-hmm. Luke Jones was actually the movie that really uh, ingrained the concept of black creative. And as you talked, we talked about this in the beginning of this podcast how art interrelated within these films. Um, jazz mm-hmm. was a the very, culture. yeah, the mm-hmm. culture was very, very yeah. much prevalent. Um even had Chicago Stepping in that movie, right? So uh, Oh,
1: which I love. Yeah. Like, that's what those scenes right there really is really what tells at me. Those are the scenes that I, that I mimic, right? So the Chicago Stepping, well, I can tell you that I have gone on dates where we had to do that because like, I wanted to cre- recreate that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I've gone on dates where we were in the rain and kissing, you know, or dancing in the rain. So because I wanted to recreate that moment. I wanted to have that which I felt in, that, in those movies. But also what I loved about Love Jones not only the spoken word, but the music, right. you know? Um, the love scene, with Nina and Darius, with Maxwell playing. Every time I hear that song, I think of I think of that theme. Right. You know. So. You know, every um, time
0: I hear about I hear a song, I think about the, the Duke Ellington, John Coltrane. Um, oh, in a
1: sentimental mood. In a sentimental
0: mood. Yeah. 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 I love that song. Actually, the first time I heard that song was actually The Cosby Show. The
1: Cosby Show yeah it was that's the first time we heard that song right I think the next time we heard that song play again was Love Joe, so it was like nostalgic
2: yeah but it it
1: was also it was nostalgic in a different way it took you back to that time period where you first heard it in the Cosby show where him and Claire are dancing and everything but then it's it's Nina and Darius and they're like you know they're in love you know this but it's tortured, it's sad, you know? So like, um, let's just
0: oppose that, right? Because mm-hmm. you have, in one end, you have. We, I, I know you, you, you killed <laughs> <laughs> me. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. All right. I love using the word, but it works. The word works. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Got it. Got it. So <laughs> we have, I'm going to, we have a differing environment. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. Go ahead.
1: and use your word. Go ahead and use your
0: word. No, I'm not going to use the word because I might I might use it again because it might just slip out. But you know, whatever. Um, we have the Cosby Show with Claire and Heathcliff Hustable. Uh, mm-hmm. They're dancing, and that's a very loving relationship, right? And it's an mm-hmm. honest relationship, and it's tr- and it's a mature relationship. And Then the other end. You know, mm-hmm. you have, you know, Darius and Nina
2: who mm-hmm.
0: are in a very tenuous relationship, but it's still be- toxic. Be- toxic, Toxic. Spot. toxic spot, but it's still toxic. two beautiful moments mm-hmm. and opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum. And yeah. it's like, though, it's weird how music really tied us in. And I instinctually, I didn't even realize that until literally until just now we just said it. I just mm-hmm. really, I didn't mm-hmm. realize the The tie in between those two, and it was re- it's really fascinating to think about it. But like, let's talk about how like music really mm-hmm. is a is a note is noteworthy in these films, and how it really just ties in like culture and mm-hmm. context and perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think art is, the, especially especially with music, is such an indelible Part part? Of black love films, what love is it about? Story? Yeah, yeah, the it's, black love story. Yeah, why is music? Because even in like again, I know keep going back to Boomerang. I
1: think it's the soul. I think it's the soul.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like um, when did they first have story. sex? Was in New Orleans and went to a jazz club, and they were like, it was music, right? Mm-hmm. Everything like you think about it, like it's like its music has such an indelible effect on our love life. That's weird.
1: Well, I think on Black people's love stories mm.
2: because
1: it's 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 the it's the soul, the inner working of the love story. I, you know, I love music. Music really is like the key to my heart. Like I, I, I will be like completely, totally random. We'll have a conversation about X, and I will hear a song, and I will randomly ask you, "Well, what year was that song? Do you remember what year that song was?" Mm. Because for me, it's a placemaker for a, a certain point in time. Like, it'll bring back a certain memory for me. Um, but I but that, I digress. I no, think but, but, that but like, our so poster... So people, you know, when they
0: know our, our friendship, like, mm-hmm. even when me and Jamie, like, she, you know, tells me I'm an idiot and, like, you don't know what you're talking about. I never no, tell like,
1: you that. I okay. never tell you that.
0: Yeah, you do. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, when you, um, you know, you vehemently disagree with the way I am operating with things uh one mm-hmm. of the, the best times that Jamie and I have is our love for music we now mm-hmm. Jamie has a terrible taste in music re- as of re- late but it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's still
1: <laughs> it's eclectic
0: <laughs> it's, as of late your music choices have been really besora but um yeah so I mean, but you know that's one of our key times that we we both love music but, but it's, um,
1: there's a there's a healing element to it, yeah. there's a nurturing element to it, and I think it's the uh, you know i think it's it's it's, it's at least at least where from you know how I was growing up is that that was what was a good time. That was the evoking of emotion when you heard certain songs. You know, um, so I, to my, all of my most dear memories to me, I can tell you about a song that during that time period. So, I, you know, that's just for me personally, but I feel like music, especially in the Black community, the Black culture, is goes hand in hand with love. Mm. I, I'm so I'm a strong believer of that. And um yeah. you know, I don't know really what it is. I, I think it's like in our it's you know, underpinned in our souls and our belly and our heart. It's just there. And I think any good writer, any good producer needs to tap into that. And um they oftentimes do. Yeah. They oftentimes do. So I you know, I, I agree. I, appreciate that. That, I, I yeah. agree,
0: though. I agree. Music is it's such an an, an uh, important fabric within Black culture
1: mm-hmm. that yeah,
0: when you can tell a story, a Black story, and especially a Black love story, like to not mm-hmm. have very specific ideas on what that musical choice will be or what it, it says about the environment, then you know you're mm-hmm. ignoring a very big piece of us, right? So Black Black. Culture of black music—they go hand in hand, and that's how Mm -hmm. we actually describe environments. And when you said something about, because I've seen this firsthand with you, but when you say that music has a very specific tenor within a particular point in time, that's for a lot of us. We hear a song and it brings us immediate back, immediately back to a scenario like, "Oh Mm -hmm. shit, I remember, yo, two thousand seven, I was, you know." doing lean with it rock with it you know what i mean like i was uh you know like you know okay so that's like kind of like why these verses are so important right i mean i know we're kind of delving in but we're not to get into that but these verses they immediately bring us back every time you hear a song on verses you'd be like yo i remember when this song i remember when this dropped oh, i remember oh, i remember what i was doing when i heard this song and it they have this immediate connection to time
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what music represents. And and you see these things, and I think that's where uh the the tie-in comes in why music is such an important part with all these films. And we'll go into it like going forward. Um, I think actually I know you want to get to the photograph, but we're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> you
1: you can wanna this the... cannot be like a two hour. It is podcast. gonna be I don't give a fuck. It's my podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stop right. it. I would. I want to send this to people, so nobody's gonna listen to us for two hours.
0: I don't give a shit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jamie. Here's the ironic part about it. Everybody, Jamie, don't even like listen to my shit for like more than an hour. <laughs> so the fact that she's on my podcast, yeah, I got a cut off like fifty
1: no, minutes. No, back.
0: yeah, we're not doing that shit. You, you, you signed up to be a part of this. All right, booby, you signed up to be a part of this, so we're gonna have a long conversation. All right. I don't give a fuck. Okay,
1: get another drink. Okay.
0: All right. So the next movie, like the best man.
1: <laughs> You're going in chronological order. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. The best man. Toxic as fuck. It is toxic okay, as so fuck. You have this, you, again, you got a mix of, but so this time you got a mix of professionals and you got a mix of like creators, right? You got the, Annihilation who's the, the cook or the chef.
2: Yeah. And you caterer, have her
1: yeah, yeah. caterer, right. And you have her um, her boyfriend, Tay Diggs at the time, yeah. who is a writer. Yeah. We are talking about the best man, right?
0: Yeah, we are talking about the best man, yeah.
1: Okay, best so Okay. And so yeah, I mean and then you got you got my girl um in there again. What's her name? Nina.
0: Um, Harper.
1: Yeah, Harper. What's her real name? What are you talking about? Who, who you? What, what's Harper? What's the uh, actress real Nia name? Mia Long. Mia Long. Mia Long. Yeah. Okay. So you got her in there, which, you know, beautiful. Like, I wanted to be Oh, she looks so her. damn good in like, that movie. She's t- Oh, she, my God. She looks I so damn good. I wanted to be Harper. In fact, I felt like I was Harper. I was Harper. I was Harper.
0: I'm picking up on yeah, the theme. Mind. I feel like you—you you were really between Hollyberry Berry and then, and then mm-hmm. Nina and, and Love Jones. And now, the, I feel like short hair women.
1: You don't have short I hair. I know. You know, I had short hair. No, you so. didn't. When like, I cut my hair, I promise you, like all through high school. Oh, okay. When the were that. coming out, my hair was short, and I dyed it like all the time.
0: Oh, you it were was like, crazy. Like, like I had, on some little Kim shit.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, shit. I loved her too. Yeah. Totally I, mean, I know, I know like, that, yeah. but
0: I'm just saying I didn't know you were like dying your hair like that. That's crazy. Um so yeah. I'm learning I'm learning all sorts of new shit about my best friend. That's crazy.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: I'll show you. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean with toxic is as like, you know, we're talking about friendships. We're talking about you know, marriages being ruined, friendships being ruined, infidelity, you know, a torturous affair that happened that no one knew about, you know, but that affair brought her closer to her husband and Kathleen Moore's Chestnut was in that bed. It was just, it was just toxic. Um,
0: oh, by the way, I was not, her name wasn't Harper. Harper was friggin' Tay Diggs. me Long was Jordan.
1: Jordan.
0: Yes. I'm Harper
1: was like, Kids. You're yeah, right. Jordan like, what the fuck? Jordan was here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Yep. So yeah. Um and then the Best Man holiday, same thing. Same shit. Same thing. But you know yeah, was, okay, can I tell
0: a funny story about the Best Man?
1: What?
0: I took a white woman to go see that movie. Oh
1: wow. I did, did people look at you funny?
0: Uh I don't know.
1: Every, it yeah was, of course they did.
0: Everyone looks at you. I was like, so I was in class one day, college, and Mm -hmm. I don't know how this subject came up. uh, Mm. But we were, it was another uh, woman who was in the class and she was like, hey, I would I would love to see The Best Man. And
1: oh, my God. To a black movie with yeah. nothing but black people? Please don't say it was, like, opening week.
0: It was opening week. And so... And
1: everybody was looking at you. I
0: didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I was trying to get in them skins. So, anyway... <laughs> so
1: Sorry, Audrey. Sorry.
0: Listen, this is my story. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I took her... And yeah, she was like all immersed Into the black experience and all this other stuff And <laughs> I took her to go see that movie Um And she was like Oh, I just can't wait to go to a black wedding You know, because y'all look oh like my Y'all God. look like you have so much fun
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's what you're asking listen, what you
0: listen, listen, listen My name is EEOC Equal Opportunity yeah. Kamara mm-hmm. <laughs> As Long as you had a listen, your application was fine by me. I did not discriminate. All right, oh my God. I did not discriminate, and so uh, that was
1: pretty brazen of you, though. That's incredible to you it. It's say.
0: California. It was in California. Nobody yeah. give a shit in California. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they did, yeah. but it's California is different. We 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 rock different over there. You know, so it's not like mm-hmm. the south. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I I when I think about the best man. I think about how I took a, wh- a white woman to a black film on opening night, which is not really. It's, I mean, it's okay. It's whatever, but it's it's just funny. You know, one of the Keystone Black movies is is um, has that memory for me. But I loved the Best Man when it came out, and then you start thinking about it, you are like, "Holy shit, this is like a this is a really toxic movie." <laughs> When you watch it like for the fifty-eleven time, you're like, "Shit, this is like really, really bad."
1: Yeah, it's 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 hard to watch. You know, like you got your best friend, you're you're finding out that your that best your friend fucked your wife. Not not even slept. Your not even slept. Like, Fuck. Hours. Her.
0: Yeah, like yeah, hours. And then he decided to write about it. Like, what the. F- you
1: know, yeah like what? talk about the trail right and, what are you doing bro that's like but in that in that sense that was still a love story not because of Harper and Annihilation's character but between the men you know they were essentially were like you've been there for me I love you you're my brother I'm going to I'm going to be mad at you but I'm still going to commit to this woman that I love so much and we're gonna still keep our situation intact somewhat. You know, like you're still gonna be at my wedding. Um
0: you know, and they still like even in the best man's holiday, they still really didn't like they it that's when it finally got resolved, right? When yeah, she died <laughs> of yeah. cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit was sad. Wow. Real sad. She died of cancer and that's when they're like, Oh, yeah. Uh we're she we're cool. Like
1: that one. Totally didn't see that one coming.
0: Did not see that. Spoiler
1: alert! I'm just like God, we, you know. But yeah, I mean, all of these really tortured affairs. It's just like God, you know, Hollywood. Why can't we just be like happy and in love, right? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, wh- why? Did, why does it have to be all of that? Right. But
0: um, I mean, yeah, Harper even proposes. that, Hold on, 24 hours before he was getting ready to sleep with Jordan. And then, and then, at that, that the Maybe. wedding, at his wedding, at the best friend's wedding, because he's the best man at that, he's mm. fucked the wife. Uh, <laughs> he proposes to he his proposes. like, what is going on? Like, Harvard's got <laughs> issues. <Trash. laughs> he totally. is so totally. trash. Mm-hmm. Harvard got totally. so many issues, man. Um yeah. and then
1: we, on the holiday. He's trying to write another book. Right. You know, he's only coming around to write another book so he, so
0: he can get some money because
1: he's broke. And he won't be he's honest. He's great he won't, yeah. be, he won't
0: be honest. You know? Um, yeah, so The Best Man, another toxic movie. We just went through, That's another. that was a toxic movie. All right, so we're going through them. All right, the toxic, that was a toxic movie right there. All right. Then we go into Love and Basketball. Toxic as fuck.
1: I mean, can we just start and stop right there? Totally toxic. I mean, I loved the movie when it first came out. I don't know how old I was when that movie came out, but I know
0: how, I know how old you we were because we were. Was just, it,
1: what is it, 95, 96? No, came out? Love of
0: Basketball, no, 2000. You Yeah.
1: It was 2000, really? Mm-hmm. God, I was, 20, I was 20, 19 years old. Okay. So that movie, you know, it was so many things in that movie, right? Like Zeke's father, Big Zeke. Yeah. Eating on his wife the mm-hmm. whole entire time they were married, right? And she being cool with it, right? Until he got someone pregnant, mm-hmm. like that was something that was revealing. Um, him like you know how bold and brazen he was to hook up with old girl from the best man.
0: Yeah, Snail the
1: stripper. Yeah, <laughs> no, that wasn't the stripper. Yes. No, that was the, no. She wasn't the stripper in the Best Man.
0: You talking about Sinai Lathan, the basketball player?
1: No, no, no. I know. I'm talking about the um the girl that you played in Players Club.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hooking up with her. You remember when um Sinai walked into the room mm-hmm. and she was there, and they were like, we're going to get something to eat, and he put his arms around her, like, dude, we're so together. Like, I, I don't understand what you're doing right now. Yeah.
0: That, 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 he was terrible in that movie.
1: Quincy, Quincy, Quincy was so
0: bad. And you know what's so t- so bad about that movie? Like, it's so bad. First of all, let me count the ways. Uh Number one, like she she has Monica. I think is her name, Monica. She's a for those who remember, she's a basketball player, and they're, they both go to USC. She finally break, cracks the starting lineup and has a great game. Now. Now, he couldn't even celebrate her because Quincy, he was going through his own private stuff. Rather than tell Monica and give her some grace, like, "Hey, this was going on. My dad, I just found out my dad's a dog and has been cheating, you know, che- cheating on my mom like that." He kind of like just he's mad and up in his feelings because she can't read his mind about some shit that's going on with him, and he kind of like dumps her and then leaves college to go play in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, he just kind of, like, just dogs her. You know? And it's like, she couldn't even, we couldn't even celebrate the fact that she had been building towards being this moment of being successful in her own space. He had to tear that down. Right? And then, so then, the entirety of the movie, she's unhappy in her success as a great basketball player because he's pining after this man. (laughs) This broken man back in the States. Right, she can't even me- yeah. mentally, emotionally move on. So then she goes back to the states, and she takes up a job as as a some bank associate in her dad's bank, yeah. so she could be close to this man, you know. And then yeah. it's like, and then what does she do? And then, uh, uh it's, so again, she's dim- diminishing her value for this man. And now, the night before the wedding, to Tyra Banks, by the way. Um, night before the wedding, or yeah, whatever. She goes to this man and says, "I will play you for your love." Like, imagine for a fact. Yeah, imagine that's real life. Yeah, imagine if I am getting ready to marry Ivory, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then in that sense of me getting ready to marry Ivory, an old girlfriend comes by and says, Kamara. I am going to play you for your love. I already know what you would say, Jamie. You'd be like, motherfucker, what the fuck are you talking rad. about? Like,
1: yeah. like, <laughs> like, what in the hell? What
0: in the hell like are you talking black. about? I'm like, no. I'm like, no, Jamie. No, Jamie, check this out. I'm gonna play her, and I'm gonna play her to 10. And if I win, she can leave me alone. But if I lose, I gotta leave my fiance who I'm getting ready to marry. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would cut, you would drive down to Tallahassee and cut me. <laughs> That is such a terrible movie. It is so yeah. terrible.
1: But we loved it. But we loved we it loved though. It in the two thousands when it came out, we, we totally lo- loved it. We ate it up. Oh, we're loving basketball. Oh, my apps and my like racing, you know. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Um, but that movie, it was it was irritating to me for a lot of reasons. Many of which you had just articulated that she had to dumb herself down or you know give up on a dream, sort of speak. For um, a
0: momentary moment momentary For a moment,
1: right. be, to, to pacify him mm-hmm. you know and also you know so that she can be with him and i, I think it sends the wrong message to our young women to our girls that we have to sacrifice a little and it's just like no i don't i should be able to love you and you should be able to love me without hardship and the only time he was
0: able to succumb to her dream is when he was broken as a player he couldn't even, he was a broken man at that point. Like he was like, oh, my career is, I'm, I blew up my knee. I can't play anymore. So now I'm going to support you and I'm going to be all at the sidelines. Like, like what kind of message that, that does that state, right? The nonverbal in that, like, because mm-hmm. now he can't find his success in his dream. You know, now I have to go ahead and, you know, I, now I, I, I'm going to acknowledge that I need to be all women, all four. It's like, come on. That's like, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's a very trash
1: movie. Mm-hmm. By the way. Mm-hmm. But we loved
0: it. Still iconic. Still toxic as fuck. All right. Still toxic as
1: fuck. Yeah. Now, All right.
0: now we go on to, you know,
1: Brown Sugar.
0: Brown Sugar. It read my mind. Yep. Um, yeah,
1: so. That, that was, was a dope movie. That also that has dope.
0: like Sonia Lathan. Sonia Lathan's in a lot of these motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: she's got a lot of love movies. She's like the love movie black, brown girl. Yeah, so. she's
0: a love movie brown girl. Yeah. Um,
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, ever after, and the the guy was the movie where she hooked up something new. The hookup with the oh, white I guy, forgot about something and, new. Yeah, yeah, she's a brown girl. Love, love. um She still looks the same. She still right looks right? good,
0: though. She looks good by the way. Yeah, she.
1: Oh yeah, she's beautiful. Beautiful girl. Yeah. The brown sugar dope movie again. We got a depiction of Coulter. Yep. We got most guests in there, who Believe I absolutely it. love. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. We got his music. Um, we've got Queen uh, Latifah. Yeah. You know, she's iconic in there. It was a good... I, I love the movie. It was still toxic as fuck. I talk-to-face. will never forget yeah. the scene where he comes into the restaurant he says... Celebrate it it
0: my divorce. Or and Richard Lawson. My divorce.
1: My divorce. Yes. <laughs> Richard Austin. I loved it. I love that part. Yeah. But... Um,
0: Still toxic as hell. The entire, yeah. I mean, it's just the fact, that, you know, the fact he walks into his restaurant to find his wife cheating, or you know that they, um, both Tania and and Tay. I think it was Sydney and Dre. That's what they call themselves in the movie. Mm-hmm. They, um, you know, they finally hooked up, and in the movie, and, but it was only after. He realizes that His wife is They're not even First of all they're, they're married But they're not emotionally connected Right And so They're not
1: They're only financially They It looks good on paper They look really good they on paper They look good together on paper Right Right
0: But there's no emotional connection um, mm-hmm. To that And which is like Okay I get it For this part For the uh, Plot points to make sense You have to You know it shows Sanaya was with, with somebody again because it looked good on paper. The guy was who was playing for the Nets, uh, Boris Cujo, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the
1: whole Ari Parker's husband. How cute was that? Yeah. In the same movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, facts. Yeah. They were in the same that's true. And they um the fact of the matter is and, and it is weird too, because right? It's uh, Ari Parker and Boris Cujo, there was a scene at when they were at the party. Those two looked like they had a better chemistry. Clearly because they're married. Yeah. But you well, can s- it was more palatable that they look like they should be together, which I think was a very key choice, right? Because that mm-hmm. was the whole purpose that maybe they should be together. Because they mm-hmm. look like they understand each other. There's a natural mm-hmm. chemistry between the two. However, both all our four people have chosen the wrong person to be with.
2: Mm-hmm. And they all mm-hmm. went down
0: a wrong path. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that was kind of the thing. And um, it's just again a movie Yes it ends up It does end up that they're together That's an, that's yeah, an important thing Yeah but
1: after thing. like trying shit Like they couldn't be honest with each other they Couldn't be honest You know like he, he was telling her things Before he even told his wife right Like right. he decided right. to quit his job And the first thing he does is call His best friend
2: Right, right. You
1: know mm-hmm. um, And the first person to give him money is his best friend right you know he, and, that, he, and he doesn't know, tell
0: his wife he doesn't tell her his and,
1: he, and he doesn't tell his wife like it's like and so they couldn't be honest with each other they' they've had these feelings for some time before he got married mm-hmm. right because remember the whole wedding scene when they were about to get married right. and um her friend was like say hey, something you know right, right, right it was right. just you know what what happened before they had kissed or something yeah they right had kids right married. and it, yeah
0: yeah and Queen Latifah was trying to break up the wedding. It was just it was just too much. It was too much going on mm-hmm. in that movie. But it was much,
1: yeah.
0: But again, we saw I mean, that we saw that mm-hmm. music again interrelated and it was a it was a momentary time in time and how they brought them back and how they how they connected and it it was it, again played a a key moment. Oh, by the way, we forgot to say in love basketball, music was an important important part of that music movie, right? Like, could they computer mm-hmm. love and you know, oh, yeah. and then all that, and then like you know, just all the t- different different um, story beats in that movie was a key significant p- part in, in in the story pl- the plot points in that movie, and the same thing you saw in Brown Sugar as well, and whatnot, and also in The Best Man. Like a lot of these things were just um, it, music again played it in. in uh, I guess it was a what's the word character. Um, not a contributing character. What's the word? Co-starred? No? I don't know.
2: It's I don't know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway. Ancillary role in the movie. You know, in, in that. So, alright. Um, what's another movie I'm thinking about? Just Right. Did you
1: ever watch that movie Just Right? No. You didn't watch that? Mm-mm. What's that movie about?
0: Queen Latifah in common. He's a basketball player. And.
1: Oh, yes. I saw physical. that movie. Very Awkward. Very awkward. I
2: would
1: say it was an awkward. Ass was an awkward talk yeah. Like Queen Latifah and Common, it was unbelievable. It was believable <laughs> They had no chemistry. They didn't have any <laughs> they chemistry. No chemistry. They did not have chemistry. Yeah, now Queen was a very beautiful, it's beautiful still, woman. Still
0: had no chemistry. Common
1: yet. is a very sexy man. But there sexy? was like. They might as well have been, like, brother and sister. Yeah, it was force. It was a lot of forced chemistry in that bus. movie. Yeah, it I remember was, just right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It was no sex appeal in that movie between the two. Yeah. It was no sex appeal.
1: I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would put that in line of with the love story, albeit I'm sure that it was, but... When I think about black love stories, that one just does not rise to the top of the list because it was just so awkward as fuck. Like
0: Oh shit, you know what we forgot to talk about?
1: What? Jason's lyric. That predated all that shit. Oh yeah, that was that was when, back in ninety two? Ninety four. 94 oh, 94? Okay. We forgot to talk about that. That was toxic as fuck too. Oh my god, yes.
0: Damn. Absolutely. That was bad. That was yeah. I mean, we don't have to go, like, over the beats of that story, but that was a toxic-ass movie. Like, the fact that he, his brother committed suicide in the last scene, or, or, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he after he shoots Lyric, you know, and, like, and, Brooke, and uh, Jason, you know, holding trauma from the death of his father and pulling the trigger. It was like, it's just a lot of, it's, God, that movie is, is laced in trauma. Lord. All right. Anyway. We have, to, we have to go back to 94 on that. All right. Um, so we talked about <laughs> Damn. I should have wrote a list. I didn't even I'm just going off the top of the head. I didn't even talk. Let's see. We talked about uh, we didn't even go into how Stella grew, grew back. That was we don't have to get into that. Um yeah. yeah. You know, the thing about the thing about these movies, like a lot of Love story movies too are like Tyler Perry movies. Like these in the recent, like in the last it after we start after like um I would say like the Love Jones, and I mean not the Love Jones, uh mm-hmm. Love and Basketball and and um Brown Sugar, Tyler Perry started to take up the space in the black love story, and then his stories are always terrible.
1: They're <laughs> always terrible, they're always, they're always terrible. Always terrible. It's because they really, truly demean the black woman in every sense, in every possible way. And they
0: hate dark skinned men. You know? <laughs> Tyler Purdy hates dark skinned men.
1: He and, hates dark skinned men. He loves light skinned women.
0: He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Not to get into colorism here, folks. All Definitely
1: right. not trying to do that. Okay? No. Definitely not trying to do that. And. You know, and and I we very well could be speaking out of turn too. But mm-hmm. I I see like a trend, you know, like when I think about one of the more one of the first one of the one of the very first movies where the sisters of the one's brown, one's a little lighter. And she's being beaten by her husband.
2: Yeah.
1: And the other one is brown, she's got like three children, I think, from a different relationship. Yeah. And it's Boris Kudra.
2: Yeah, actually yeah,
1: that's you know um, interested in her and they end up getting together um, but how he glamorizes one and paints the other was just like incredible like I just it, you know and it's a pattern you see that pattern Same throughout pattern
0: the throughout it. we don't have to get through, go through all yeah. the Tyler Perry movies but all of them is first of all T- Tyler Perry and trauma go together like peanut butter and jelly. Like this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he, his movies are just incredibly laced in drama and toxicity. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's wild. Um, yeah. All right, the so. women
1: are always getting beat up. They're always getting you know, like physically abused. In are movies. crazy? Are they?
0: But yeah. da- Daddy's, mm-hmm. Daddy's little girl is the, um what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Daddy... what was that Gabrielle Union? Gabrielle Gabriel- Gabriel- Union. Gabriel- she wasn't Gabriel- beat up, right?
1: She no, she wasn't yeah, no, she wasn't in an abusive relationship she,
0: um she was a, she was she was uh a no little, you're absolutely right she was a little stern though, she was a little stern,
1: yeah, I mean she was a business person, what yeah. was she a lawyer in that i mean she, yeah, she was a lawyer she was a lawyer, yeah yeah, um, but it was like the first one, um um, and I forget the actress name, but the husband like you know get kicks her out, moves the the bright girl in and he's like a lawyer, he ends up getting paralyzed or, you know, shot or whatever. Oh, um, I know you're talking about Yeah. But he's physically and emotionally abusive towards her. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And
1: then even the other one that we were talking about with the the two sisters and the mom letting her husband rape one of the other sisters, um, you know, I mean, it was just, it's just—it's—it's just toxic as fuck. Like it's like Tyler you know, you have no choice but to celebrate the love story at the end because all the other shit, you know, a little girl being raped over and over again by her stepdad that is the father of her sister, like this is her sister's father, and you know, the mom telling her, you know, uh, you're gonna, I didn't. That was your job. You were supposed to keep him satisfied. That's how we were going to get money. That's how we were going to be taken care of. I was trying to just survive, like that shit. Like, oh my god, you you wanted her to find love, right. like somebody save right. her, you know? Right. Um, because she couldn't save herself. You know, that's another thing about prior Perry's movies. Shit, women can't save themselves in the movie. So is that true? I um, gotta think. That might be true. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I digress.
0: But you digress. But, but it's real, though.
1: But hey, I love Tyler Perry. I'll say all that to say is he don't think anyone don't take it as me not loving Tyler Perry. Why do you, uh, he, why he
0: do you love wicked. Tyler Perry? T-
1: well, because he's like the only one right now currently in his face doing what he's doing. So
0: you love him because and he's successful? True. Not because but you actually like true. what he's doing? Not because you actually like the shit well, he's producing? I mean, I
1: think on a 30,000-seat so view of it. Okay. He's creating jobs. He's, great. he's giving opportunities okay. You know he's definitely giving back to the community He's okay. using his platform Like I mean Yeah his love stories are toxic as fuck But they're also imitating some real shit That goes on in the black community That we don't talk about like incest Like rape Like child molestation Yeah like but I just for
0: once I would like Tyler Perry to fucking just I mean you ain't gotta do Trauma porn <laughs> Everything is Trauma porn with Tyler. Um, I don't know. All right. I mean, I I respect his. Listen, I respect the man's success. I don't like the product. You know, he's like a drug dealer in that regard to me. Tyler is Perry is an emotional crack dealer. <laughs> like, uh, he, he might be right. He that, might be right. That man, he, he, he's
2: giving back to the
0: community. He is giving back to the community like, to like Nino Brown. passing out to like Nino Brown, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he gets yeah. back to the community, but that dude is, okay. Tyler is an emotional crack dealer. The way he depicts trauma. Uh, uh, I just, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I just came up with that. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I, I'm going to ride with it. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. So, shit Should we talk about Moonlight?
1: Yeah, let's
0: talk about Moonlight I'm going to be honest about Moonlight I didn't really get the hype about it I was kind of like, it's cool But I was Not Uh, I was not that impressed with Moonlight
1: Oh my god But
0: but here's the thing, you know what I realized about Moonlight Though? I thought it was still an important Quote unquote Beautiful film Right? But I wasn't blown away by it. I, I don't. I remember when Moonlight first came out. I was like, oh, okay, it's okay. And then when it, it started picking up momentum, and when an Oscar, I was like, is that the same movie I saw like months before? Because I don't remember like it blowing my socks off like that. Like I just didn't. I didn't think it was. I thought it was okay. I didn't like walk away from the movie being like, shit. Like that's the incredible fucking incredible movie. But
1: yeah, I don't get that feeling either. I think it was just. Um, it was refreshing in the sense that it was the first time we saw a black love story that didn't involve women per se, or it was right. a love story between two black men
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so um or actually you know three black men because mm-hmm. like his first love was his mentor, mm-hmm. you know his his friend that taught him how to swim,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the one that you know kind of took care of him and washed over him and you know uh so so it started from there but I, I i it's a hard movie for me to watch although every time it's on i watch it it's kind of like for me the train wreck that i can't stop looking at mm. um i don't remember music though in that movie I don't know why. Not to say that there wasn't movie uh, music, but I don't remember any music in that movie. I don't but, remember. No, that's, that's, I've only seen Moonlight once, not-
0: though. I've, I've, I've been, I've only seen Moonlight once. Um, mm-hmm. okay, when, I, when I tell you that, I when the movie came on, I watched it and I was like, okay, it was cool, but mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't register to me that it was a thing until like the Oscars. And I was like, "Oh shit! I guess that's a really..." And, but I never went back to watch it again. So I gotta? I, mm-hmm. I have to go back to watch a movie. I haven't watched yeah. it since. Um, yeah,
1: it's hard to watch. I mean, there's a lot of pain. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of hurt. pain in there. I mean, like there's I said, a it lot was,
0: of... you could watch it through. I, you can watch the movie through, and it'd be like, oh, okay, it's a, it's a cool movie. But I. You know, and I for what I think was was great about it to your point was like representation, right? Because we yeah. we haven't seen that before, and so mm-hmm. I don't believe, and I want to say this: I don't think movies have to, um, go along with, uh, and then I don't have to like identify with it as far as life experiences to find out that it's a great movie. I think it can mm-hmm. represent what it needs to represent to whomever it needs to represent as, as a great story. You know, mm-hmm. I just because I'm like, all right, well, I was like, it's cool to me. I, it didn't blow my mind. Doesn't mean it didn't it shouldn't have or didn't blow the mind of other people because that's I'm not the final arbiter as far as that's concerned,
1: right? Right. So, right. I mean, it definitely was a dynamic movie. It was different. It was a little like I said. It was a it was refreshing in the sense that you've never seen anything like that before. I agree. Or at least I don't remember ever seeing anything like that before in terms of, like, our culture and Black men. I mean, in our community, we don't, I mean, now we talk more openly about sexuality and Black men, um, you know, uh, uh, loving other other men. And But be- before now, you know, that we weren't as liberal. We weren't as, uh, it wasn't something that we talked about. In a positive way. I kind of feel like the um, movie was
0: like incomplete though.
1: Yeah, because you don't know what happens. You, you know that they met up, you know, you know that they, you know, spent a night together, but you don't know if they ever got together. You don't know if they, if society, if they ever felt like society was going to accept them. Remind you, you got one who was like on work release and working at a restaurant, and then you have the other guy who was a drug dealer. Yeah. You know, so there's that a whole nother world. You that's know, that's what theater, I felt. Though. I
0: felt the movie was incomplete. Yeah, that's where I was like, I was kind of left. I was like, okay, you know, I just felt like it was incomplete—an incomplete, incomplete yeah. movie—and so I didn't understand the fervor behind it. But I guess representation is what really pushed it. But I did feel the incompleteness uh, of that movie.
1: Well, I do. I I was worried that it was going to be one of those unrequited love stories, like um, when I was watching it, and yeah. so. It it was complete for me in the sense of it wasn't unrequited, that Mm -hmm. they both thought about each other and they both missed each other and they both at least that one time shared uh, shared a moment together. So I was happy that it wasn't unrequited, you know, sort of speak. But you don't know what happens. You don't know how the relationship evolved.
0: Still a toxic-ass movie, though.
1: It was fucking toxic. It was hard. It was hard to watch. Okay. It was hard to watch.
0: So that's toxic. All right. So we're going through. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, movie upon uh, rewatch was toxic. What Queen Slim?
1: I I, I wa- Okay, after- so I I have never watched that movie, oh. and I can't watch that movie.
0: You know, it's yeah. weird watching I- that movie is a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time. I'm like, this movie is so fucking stupid. Not because I d- <laughs> like. I did not like Queen. The more I watched that movie, I did not like her.
1: Yeah. It, it, you know, I remember looking at the reviews and um, I remember seeing like the trailers and stuff to it. And I was just like, my heart is not going to allow me to watch that. Like, I'm not. You got to know when to say when. And that was one of those movies where I knew I wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah. And I was, gonna, I was going to be like taking it out on people. So I was gonna wake up in a bad mood every day, and like be still in a certain kind of way. So, so so um, I didn't.
0: Yeah, Queen is like I don't. We don't have to go through the beats beat by beat in the story, but I just when I watch it, I'm like she just gave bad advice. Why didn't you
1: like her though?
0: Because she kept giving bad advice throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Like through the entire movie, she was just like a repository of like terrible hot takes and bad.
1: Was he like, you know, unable to like discern that it was bad? Well, like, clearly was
0: she was the more educated one out of them, and he was taking his he was taking his direction from her, and it was just like her character. The more I watch it, I I did not like her character. I was like, I how, don't,
1: did, how did the movie end? Did they both
0: die? Yeah, they they both died. They both yeah. died. Um, I yeah, just, I'm never gonna. I mean, yeah. it's it's okay. It, like, no, you got to watch it for the culture. You got to watch that movie. All right?
1: Not, not for the culture.
0: No. Okay. All right.
1: We um, got to do better. We have to do better than that Queen and Slim shit. If okay. We have to. Like, I just can't. I can't what
0: I will that. say about Queen and Slim, though, it gave us my iconic imagery. Like, I kind of want to do a, a photo of me and Ivory in the same Queen and Slim shit. Though, I will say that. I'm not going to front. I want to do a Queen and Slim photo shoot. Okay. That, that shit would be hot. hot right? Um... All right, so now we can talk about this movie, Malcolm and Marie. Oh, can we talk about the photograph? Oh, shit. Yeah,
1: let's talk about the photograph. Let's talk about the photograph, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That came By the way, funny. this is like the longest conversation that we've had in a long time you know I don't have the patience for this that's not true <laughs> we haven't we is this the long we have in a while
0: that's not true yeah yeah no it's long not true no it's not no it's
1: not <laughs> long time stop you know I talk, well, okay whatever I mean we, we, we do our comedy we do but yeah so the photograph let me I love the photograph love 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 the photograph okay. now when I first saw it at the movies I went with a friend we we went and I I think I took the girls. We went and saw it together and I was like, mm-hmm. and why I was like that was because I was expecting love Jones. And that's when mm. I knew I was toxic as fuck. Mm. That's when I knew. That's that when we had that I,
0: conversation.
1: That's when we had a conversation. I was like, Wait, hey, you, you're wanting drama. You're wanting the torture, the the, the pull, push and pull of a relationship. You're, you're wanting the shit that doesn't make a good relationship. You know, mm-hmm. to be a part of the love story, and I had to rewatch it. And when I rewatched it, I had another appreciation for it because it was two imperfectly per- imperfectly people who were both emotionally unavailable in the beginning, yeah. and who made a conscious decision to do the work not only on themselves but with each other. And that I loved because that's more real to me that's what we should be doing especially in our
0: 40s so So um here's the thing about it right the photograph again it felt incomplete to me why yeah but i told you that though
1: you said that but you can tell me why i just wanted
0: to see what happened with like like Michael and Christina. I wanted to see like they they ended with them doing a having a dope date by going to the Kendrick Lamar shit which you know I love. I love that. Yeah, love that absolutely. shit. Um shout out to Kendrick, my favorite artist. And uh I was like I just wanted to see because again, in that movie they went through some it was a beautiful story. It wasn't as much trauma but they weren't honest with one another. And especially, you know, they just weren't whole They weren't whole with one another And it's like, why can't we just have a story Where people are being whole to one another Because even in that sense Like, in a real relationship um, How it works Relationships are about being whole with one another They're not about showing my half self In order to be real and it, for it to flourish You can't do half measures You know what I mean? You can't do I mean- half
1: measures you can't I, do have you know, I, I agree. I think there's a certain point in the relationship where you do have to reveal yourself, your whole self. But I think you've got to keep in mind, in the context of this movie, it was early on. Not and by the time they
0: decided whether or not to go left or right, like they were going to make this work, and they they could have been whole with one another. So when you say whole, what do you mean? I just mean like, I just mean like being like.
1: What, what do you think that he wasn't doing that was... I just know, think he wasn't, like,
0: emotionally available to her.
1: Absolutely. He didn't know where he was going. And You know, I don't know. As An older woman once told me, a man cannot think about you if he doesn't... Think about you in his future if he doesn't know, if he can't see his future, if he can't imagine where he's going to be. And I think the character in the photograph, and I forget what his name was. What did you say his name was? Michael. Michael. So he was in between jobs. Yeah. You know, he was trying to, he had a feeling that he needed to get to the next best thing for him or to reach his fullest potential. And so how then, if he, if he's not in that place, you know, he was having a difficult time envisioning a partner when he's not in the place that he wants to be. Yeah. So, but, but yet and still... You know, he decided that even though he's not in the place he wants to be, he he, he can't be without her. He doesn't want to be without her. Yeah. Did you? Did I lose you?
0: No, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about it, and I'm just trying to think. Like, I agree. You're like you're you're right. Like he's it's hard for him to really put place her in his life when he's still trying to find what that life looks like. Right. Like, right. Like what does that look like, right? But then, that's the beauty of a love story. Like I didn't marry Ivory with with a mapped out life.
1: No, but you were in your career.
0: You I was. Were... I was in my career, but I was still, you know, where I was in my
2: career.
1: You know? I, I know where you were. I know, but the thing is, though, I know where you were before you thought about proposing too.
2: Yeah. And
1: once you got over, once you got footing you know, or some ground under you and you saw the trajectory that you were headed towards, you were like, okay, now is the time, Mm -hmm. you know? So you saw your future and you saw a place for her in your future. Whereas with Michael, he didn't know where he was going to be. He applied for this job, you know, they called him back, you know, it's in a whole nother country, a whole nother continent. He's going to be away from everything, that he knew and that in, and he had just started this relationship and he was like well damn you know mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't you know I don't know how this is going to work I don't I don't even know if I'm going to even like it there like how do I know it's going to work with her you know so yeah. and is it you know selfish of me to
0: even start something
1: to start something you know and I think those are like real life problems I, I think agree. those are things that we all relate to What I love, though, is that he didn't dismiss it, you know, that he said, "Okay, well, can I have both? You know, maybe. I don't know. I want to take this opportunity. This is what's going to be fulfilling for me. And. um, Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to now the thing about this movie, though, is that she's the one who, like, initiated it.
0: She is. Yeah, you know, the contact. She is. She,
1: which she, is always like,
0: she, a tough thing. Yeah. She, she was, a, she was very intentional and be like, I, w- I want this, so I'm going to go about seeking it by going after him, which is a very clear ideological choice by the characters. Not Michael going to the United States and seeking her out, but her being an right. active pursuer of this thing um, and him being receptive to it. So that was, and I think that's where I w- I wanted to see how that would develop, but I guess there's there's beauty in our imagination. We don't need to see them, you know, her saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna figure out my life in in London." You know, <laughs> um, right? Right? I mean, it, and it probably would have been like distasteful if she would have like, "I'm gonna leave my job in 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 where in the states and." Go over to a completely different content to be with this man. Like that would have been like, oh, that probably would have been received as well, right? So, but at least I guess in a way it 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 allowed them to, the idea, the prospect of love. I just what I wanted though, what I wanted was a completion of a love story that I wasn't owed that. I wasn't owed that, but I, I, I guess yeah. it's just what I wanted to see because I was invested. Right. I was I was invested in in. That movie, or invested in the characters rather,
1: right, right.
0: Yeah, I could say that I was invested in those characters, and I wanted to see what, yeah, what, what, how it how would
1: I mean Issa? You know, I, I have to say it was it was hard seeing Issa in a serious role because you know she I've looked gorgeous in the She's, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She is. She's beautiful, absolutely. Yeah. So it was also very fitting, but I I'm used to her being this comic you know, this comedian, you know. Um, So, you know, it was really, really nice to see her in a more serious role and, you know, very soft and very, very beautiful. Um, The music, again, we got like elements of culture. I mean, they talked about Drake versus um, Kendrick Lamar, which is conversations that we often have too. Um, Just, you know, the, the you know, I think you were talking about uh, the movie that one night in Miami and how Drake uh, was, yeah. Yeah. So, but I like that they it just kind of like brought me back to... in our conversation about Drake, um, and Kendrick Lamar, how they were very with,
0: yeah yeah how we we have yeah. our conversations yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. So it just brought me back to that moment where they're in the car, um. Christina and Michael are in the car and they're talking about, oh, you know, she's like, you know, Kendrick is so, you know, he makes me so guilty, you know, and he was like, don't you play Drake? And I don't want to hear Drake in my car. And, you know, so it's cute. I like that. Um, but then we heard um, Comfortable by her, mm-hmm. you know, in the movie. We heard some new artists in the movie. It, it was, it was refreshing can you believe so.
0: this movie was last year valentine's day was it last
1: year it's spring spring? yeah
0: february i just looked it up february 14 okay. 2020. but no it seems like such a long time ago like covid has really fucked up the timeline like, oh my god yeah it, it, it feels happened. like that shit was like two or three years ago it does not feel like it was last year yeah that is wild I just, that just kind of blew my mind. I'm sorry, that had nothing, That has nothing to do with nothing. I was kind of. I was trying to figure out, like, why does the movie feel like it was two years ago? I was like, no, this came out last year. Literally. no,
1: it was last year. Yeah, it sure was. I couldn't wait for it to come out. That's right. This was, this was pre-COVID. BC. Well, COVID was happening, but it wasn't happening here yeah. yet, or we at least we didn't know about it. BAC, but um, before
0: America COVID,
1: <laughs> before. So yeah, so what I loved about that movie is that it wasn't tortured at all. It was just. They had their issues and they were working through it. So
0: and it wasn't, it wasn't, as, as, that wasn't, a, I guess. A, okay. That wasn't a toxic movie then.
1: Well, you know what? You know what was tortured? Let me take that back. It's her mom. May.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. 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 That's true. Again, it. some trauma. Damn it. Damn it. Damn we, it. All, we almost got through one. We, Damn
1: it, man. We Damn
0: almost it. got through shit.
1: She got pregnant.
0: Yeah. And didn't she tell didn't tell him. Oh, she pregnant.
1: shit. Raised a whole ass kid, The whole ass child, a whole mother man, Jesus. And, uh, yes, Damn it. Ass fuck talk
0: is as and fuck.
1: Died, but before she died, left him a love note. What
0: kind um, of shit is that? Couldn't even send him a Facebook mo- message. Give like, hey, listen, because Facebook definitely existed at that time. You could have sent her an inbox, hey, man, listen, you got a chill mm-hmm. child out of here. He <laughs> might want to come. Whole ass child that I didn't tell you about. Oh. And
1: didn't tell the child that that wasn't her real oh, dad. Oh like,
0: dang.
1: Yeah, toxic as fuck. Toxic okay, as fuck. I, Damn it! Sorry, that. I thought you were. I you. We
0: almost made it to the sunlight. I was. We almost made it to sunlight.
1: Oh Hollywood!
0: Hollywood man. They
1: won't do
0: us like yeah. no. And then oh. so think about it, we had Queen and Sim two thousand nineteen. We had yeah. the photograph two thousand twenty, and now what do we have?
1: Hello. Malcolm, Malcolm Marie. and
0: Marie. Oh God,
1: that movie. Okay, like so this exhausting. was a really good movie. It was toxic as fuck, toxic and I think, as fuck, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. I have had arguments like that. Have you had arguments like that? Where you like cut to the white meat? Like no. you just. No. Oh my God. I have had that. But hold hold up, Jay. You know,
0: you know I don't have arguments like that.
1: Well, I know. Well, you don't, yeah, because you're a healthy person.
0: But But not only that, though, because you would cut me. If I ever talked to Ivy like that, you'd be like, motherfucker, what is your problem? Like, I just want to tell everybody.
1: I would never expect you to have that kind of conversation with your wife. I I don't see how any relationship can be sustaining when you talk to each other like that, like no, let, me public, mm-hmm. let me tell the
0: public though, let me tell the public, Jamie never is on my side. She's never on my side. In right, it's, that's how it should right? She never. I don't care. She's supposed to be my friend. She is. Can I get
1: a round of applause, please? I You want a round of yourself. applause for
0: never being on my side when it comes to an argument
1: between you and your wife? Yeah. I mean, I just
0: I, uh, you know, I, I wanna do this.
1: <laughs>
2: That's
0: kind of the shit I wanna say. Like I mean mm-hmm. but round of applause okay. for the fact that yes, 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 that you are <laughs> that you are not um on my side. But I I would I literally be like, Yo, Jamie, man, blah 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 and Jamie be like nothing you give me you literally give me nothing (laughs) nothing yeah you're supposed to be my friend and you never you never take up for me you never take up for me
1: i I, listen when you're wrong you're wrong how come i'm always wrong though
0: i'm always wrong though
1: i don't know why i don't know why you're always wrong you just are okay so just know that you know I'm objective in this thing.
0: I don't know how objective you are because you never. I'm. I'm never writing the shits. But okay, whatever.
1: (laughs) I ain't never. I ain't never done right. You want a cheerleader, and I'm just. I'm. I used to be that, but I'm a champion for you. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna stand on your side when you're right and when you're wrong, I'm going to call you out on it. It's kind of boo. You do the same shit for me. I ain't been right like in
0: 5. I ain't been right since Obama's first term in presidency. Get
1: it together, Amy. tighten up. Jesus. Tighten up then. But we right. but back to the movie. Back to the movie. Mm-hmm. the movie. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I have definitely had those conversations and where you're being hurtfully intentionally hurtful to the other. You know. Yeah. It's like when he says when he throws out the fact that she tried to split her wrist with um, nail scissors, oh, low blow. Like yeah. low, low, low. It's wild. And she calls man. him mediocre. Yeah. And the whole time he met all she ever asked for, and I felt like she was taking the high road with him. All she ever asked for
2: is, was the you. Thank, thank you, but and he could
1: not
0: utter the word. It was—it's wild that I did. You, you read my um my blog, right?
1: I didn't read it in its entirety.
0: Oh, you didn't read yeah. it entirely. Yeah, don't you should, you should have lied to the people. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna get there. I, I just haven't. I you should have
0: lied to the people and be like, "Of course, I read your shit, Kamara."
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um there's a part where I talked about like when you in a relationship, when you are vulnerable to somebody and that openness, I talked about the wholeness it's mm-hmm. leaving yourself open to or vulnerable to like attacks. Right. In the entirety. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like constantly walking in a place of this, wo- this woman or this man or mo- whomever knows every piece of me. And they can use it against me at any time. Like, Ivory, if she wanted to, she can cut me down to the bone with her words. She can mm-hmm. say some shit that would probably, I would call you and be like, I
2: can't believe she said you to me. And you
0: probably still would take up for her. But anyway, I'd be still, like, oh, she said that she did. Because she would, she would debilitate me. And I can say that to her. But, you know, the thing about a real relationship is you have to protect somebody. And protection doesn't mean physically It means emotionally protecting them And like yeah. you may have access To the nuclear codes But a real president, a real leader Never presses the button
1: Yeah, you use discretion mm-hmm. Yeah
0: I may carry around the, the emotional suitcase With the codes in it But I'll never press that button
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. at that, I mean, that, po- that point I'm trying to destroy her And she's trying to destroy me And that's what I got in this movie They were trying to destroy each other Especially Malcolm.
1: Especially Malcolm.
0: Malcolm was really you trying know, to destroy her.
1: There was a point in the movie where she was like, can I ask you a question and you might be mean to me? And she was like, basically, she was like, why not me? Yeah. And he was like, oh, shit. Is this what this is about? You're jealous? He it's like even... he was in that moment. He asked for a safe place. Yeah. And you just liberated her. Like he You did not even give her that much. Yeah. Just, and, you know, that's a toxic ass, emotionally abusive ass relationship.
0: It was emotionally abusive and it was riddled with ego and just self centeredness. Um, I saw the movie and I watched it. and It was exhausting for me and Ivory.
2: Yeah.
0: It was exhausting. I was like, oh my God. They're fighting. Uh, first of all, Ivory at one o'clock in the morning, she ain't making me ma- no macaroni and cheese.
1: Craft right? macaroni, craft <laughs> macaroni. That.
0: She's like, uh, no, nah, you either you make yourself a sandwich. I'm going to bed." Especially if I didn't thank her. All right. Especially if I didn't thank her. But, um, you know, she's not the gratitude in which he did not even want to show her, and it kind of showed what it what it displayed to me for Malcolm. Was that he had this idea that he was superior to her?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, he was superior. Superior, and he acted in accordance with that. Like I can't even bring myself to let you know that I'm gracious enough of your presence. Even to the point where he could even sometimes you got to humor your your mate and your spouse. You got to yeah. humor them. And when he he when in the beginning it was like, was that a movie about me? He he didn't want to get rid of that much. He was like, nah. It was about like amalgamation of like several people and in instances in my I life. Several
1: people, but then the critic—that's that's the other thing. What was so revealing is the, the LA Times girl or the critic um, that we don't ever know the name of, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of confirms everything that Marie was saying—that the movie was about her.
0: Well, we all you know, know the movie's about her. Yeah, his totally about her. His defensiveness about that. Was revealing in the sense that it was clearly about her because you wanted to go to the point, you wanted to cut her so deep and debilitate her in such a manner that you didn't feel like that you didn't feel like she was owed, you know, the graciousness of, yes, I was, you were my muse. Because he did, he did intimate and say, and say that, in I think it was in the beginning of the movie that, or maybe it's the middle, I don't, I'm not sure. Um which he said, at least acknowledge the movie wouldn't have been as good without me. And he was like, "Yeah, I couldn't make that, you know." But then he wanted to portion that off to like, "It's because you're an instinct. You have great instincts, and you're intelligent, and it, no, but not because, not only because of all those things, but also because I took your life story, and that was very real. Like, she's like, I can't even tell that story anymore because you stole that yeah, from me.
1: You stole you that it, from you me. Took it from me. Yeah, and you made it so beautiful, but I'm still left holding the mess." How do I make my story beautiful?
0: Right, you know, and I just thought, you know, I don't, I don't know the movie is toxic, but let's just talk about the fact of like relationships, though. Yeah, this, this is a Valentine's yeah. Day podcast, so we haven't really talked about yeah. that shit, like yeah. relationships, like. Um, for me, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, I, and I've been sitting on this for a while. I I have this what? prism of marriage. I have this idea, of, like what marriage is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people ask me, like, how do you guys stay together so much? How do you guys stay together? And I would say, like, honestly, you in a, ma- in a marriage, there are a million reasons to leave each other. Mm-hmm. Literally, there are a million reasons to leave each other. Yeah. But there are a thousand reasons to stay together.
2: Yeah.
0: And in the marriage, you fight for that thousand. Yeah. You, you push and pull for that thousand. You scrape for that thousand. Those are the things that she, that a marriage is based on. A marriage is not based on the millions of beautiful moments because you have those. It's based on the thousand reasons to stay together right It's the tissue that holds everything in a relationship and I that's one thing I realized in my journey with my wife and just in anything in any relationship, right? I realize it's the journey of the a thousand connectors that we have Our you and I relationship, you know, we, right. there are probably a million reasons for you to be like, I, you know, I can't, I don't need to be dealing with Kamara, but no. it's not it's, it, but it's the thing that, you know, we connect with one another and we say, you know, we're going to be intentional about our friendship. You're, you hold right. me, you you keep me accountable. You you hold my, hold my feet to the fire, and that's what I think about. I think about the thousand. I never think about the million, and that's that's really what I'm about. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Totally. I mean, I completely get it. I mean, that's the realm that I operate in. Is you know, you 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 kind of have you have to sift through the 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 shit. You know, like there's there's there may not be more good, but the good is good. And when I weigh it it, it, it makes sense to work on it, right? With any relationship. And um, I'm not married. You know, you know that. I don't know if your audience knows that, but I'm not married. But um, you, you fight for those things that you really want. And, you know, I wish that we saw more depiction in Hollywood about healthier relationships maybe then we'll actually see art imitate life or life imitate art in the sense that we actually have healthier relationships with each other you know um but yeah I feel you I totally I I I I can totally relate to what you're saying because while I'm not in a relationship you know I'm still fighting for the situation it's,
0: it's weird that we talked about it in the beginning that art imitates life and, like, where do these movies represent to us and why, like, do we, do we have a takeaway from this? Do we have a takeaway, like, why these movies are so toxic? Is it is Black Love toxic? No? I don't
1: think Black Love is toxic. I mean, I think about my parents' story. I think about your parents' story. I think about you and Ivory's story. I think about Leisha and Leron's story. Yeah. You know... Um, and the list goes on and on. I don't think so. I think if we saw more of that, then we will we'll know that we don't have to act like Jody any Yvette, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we saw more of that, we don't have to act like Sydney and um, Dre. You know, we can be honest or Darius and Nina. And we can be transparent with each other. And we don't have to be Malcolm and Marie. Um, but we don't see a lot of that. Um, and so I think that has a lot to do with how you know how we act in relationships. I think also, you know, ego plays a lot of a lot of it. You know, people want to preserve their self and their feelings. They don't want to get hurt if they're projection and you know, that prevents us from being honest. And I think that stems from a lot of work that people a lot of trauma that you may have had or experienced when you were a youth, you know, not being affirmed, not, you know, maybe not being validated, having some rejection, and it spills over into your adulthood. And so it also spills over into your relationship. Um, so not, not doing the work. Um, and I think if we saw that more, maybe, maybe we see a healthier depiction on the media about Black love. But I don't think Black love is tragic. And I think we can have black love without the drama or the tragedy. At least that's what I'm hoping, because I do see that. It's just, maybe it doesn't make for good TV. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it doesn't make for good movies or good sales when um, it's not as tragic. I but think, Malcolm and Marie was terrible. It was like, it was hard it was to hard. watch.
0: So I, I guess we can, you know, if we're going to end this, I, I love that you wanted, you were very hopeful in that statement. And there's a hopefulness that if we show these stories and we show stories that actually exist, um, mm-hmm. more people will attain to live by it live by, and not say, OK, well, that's how it is. Because we, I've admitted I've made some dangerous and problematic uh, misogynist tendencies when I was single based off of the imprinting of negative characters, characterizations of black men yeah and there's a actual um danger in not um in not showing positivity on the screen cuz it can have an indelible effect on how people operate within real life and so we have to make sure that we are responsible and we say we I'm talking about Hollywood is responsible in how they depict black relationships black friendships make sure there's wholeness in it make sure we see that we're fighting for the thousand and not the million make sure we're fighting yeah. for the important things because that is what this that's what actually the tissue of what relationships are about
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and we want to make sure the connective tissue is truly represented so you know i think we should end it there what do you think
1: i think so too Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, I want to thank everybody for listening on this special Valentine's yeah. Day podcast. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my friend, uh, Jamie. I hope you guys got a good idea about our relationship. And <laughs> um, I'm sure she'll be on a podcast again. Here's the funny thing she's not going to listen to all this shit. So I'm we, we recorded it, and we're probably like at two hours or close to two hours, I don't know, right? Um, Close to two hours. The ir- irony is that Jamie's not going to listen to it. But you listen to the podcast, and I want to thank you. And I need you guys to do me a favor. Don't just keep this podcast a secret. I want you guys to continue to not only indulge in it, but share it. Uh, I don't want to be, you know, the best-kept secret. I want you guys to make me as popular as possible by sharing it to other people and. You know, uh, share on Apple and Spotify and sharing's caring, as we like to say on this. Sh- yeah. yeah. And give
1: them five stars, you guys. Give it, them rate them five stars so you can rise up to the top.
0: That's my best friend. She's a real bet not to listen. Yes. Yes. Give me five stars. Uh, shout out to that. Yes. Give me five stars. Even if you don't think I deserve five stars, give me that shit anyway.
1: But, you totally deserve it. I um, uh, Listen, I may not listen to every. Hours podcast, but I do listen to at least some of, some the of them, <laughs> <laughs> and I give all of them five stars. I rate it five all the time.
0: That's that's love. That's love. So, Especially, um,
1: the little things, the thousand, the things. thousands and, the
0: thousand things that are <laughs> important. Uh, guys, thank you guys for listening, and if be sure to. Um, check out our uh, podcast that's going to come up after this called the black history podcast. That's going to be really fun. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing in advance. And I love you and we are going to be out. So.